Oh yeah, that's what we can't talk yet because I have to. We have to wait and save it for the camera. <laughs> well, okay, so um, I know the amount of preparation that you put in to this message. In particular, all of the backstory of Joseph and all of that. Um, uh, Psalm thirty-seven is not just a a psalm, but it's actually a Hebrew acrostic poem, and each mm-hmm. each letter. Um, of the Hebrew uh, alphabet starts the next verse. So it's like, you know, A, B, C, D, and each. And so all of that. I know, and there's so much work that you've done, but to to pare it down to just be a a 30-minute message is real challenging. Um, I was noticing, even while you were preaching, um, to try to get through the backstory of Joseph's life and and all of that, you feel a little rushed when you do it, right? (laughs) And at the end of it, you're like, gosh, I feel like I didn't say anything. But if you don't spend time talking about Joseph's life and all the backstory with his brothers and and what what happened to him, you miss... The, the bigger part of the story is that even though all those hardships came to him, you could still still see God's hand at work yeah. in his life. Yeah. Um, when you're making the decision, this is me talking now, I'm going to ask a question, but when you're making the decision what to keep and what to throw out, um, what's the determining factor in some of that? Yeah, because there's, there's so much to that, that narrative that is, um, you know, that... Uh, takes such a long time in scripture to develop. And, and, uh, so the, the whole arc can't be done in a 30 minute message. No um, but yeah, what's, um, I think it's, it's like what, what really can communicate and, and, and color what you're trying to, the point you're trying to, okay. to make. So I think you could, you know, probably there's a, how, how many different messages could you preach on Joseph? You know, there's, uh, and, and his life and, and, and the different challenges that he went through. There's quite a few. And I think each, each one you would t- probably look at a different angle, you know, kind of look at it from a, uh, a different lens. Yeah. Maybe highlight a certain aspect of his yeah. life or life to, to play into what you're wanting to say. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of parallels between Joseph's life and Jesus. There, yeah, there's some, uh, and that, that was uh, when I was studying. That was part of it. it was looking at always looking for Jesus in the Old Testament, and true. where uh, like he was when he was sold, he was sold for you know twenty uh, shekels of silver, and Jesus was betrayed for thirty shekels of silver. And so there, there are some some neat little um, parallels that are there. Of course, he's betrayed by uh, his, his brothers, you know, the, the 12, which represent the 12 tribes of, <laughs> of his, the elders, you know, oh, wow, of Israel. Wow, yeah. And so Jesus is, is betrayed by his, his disciples, his, his brothers, but also by the, the, uh, the elders of Israel, the leaders in the, yeah. So there's those, those parallels there. Yeah. Yeah. I find it fascinating that <clears throat> of all of the things that happened in antiquity with God's people, mm-hmm. um, God has chosen for us in Scripture certain stories as if he's intentionally laying before us the life of Joseph so that when we get to Jesus, we can see um, shadows or pre like types of Jesus to come before he came and was born. You know what I mean? So to me, it's fascinating to see how God was so. Uh, he's so detailed in the information that he gives us so that when Jesus comes, it's like we won't miss him. We see that he is the hero of all the story. Uh, speaking of hero, real quick, uh, I loved your story 
of um, a father walking with his child, yeah. his kid. I just see this picture of me walking with one of my children. I have six of them, so I could just pick one, right? And and I'm I'm walking and I'm I'm setting the steps, right? I'm ordering the steps. I'm establishing the steps. They're ordered by by me, and I'm holding their hand. So even if they trip, right? Even if they were to to fall, they're not going to completely fall. They're not going to be utterly cast. They're going to be cast headlong. Why? Because I'm upholding them with, with my hand. You get down to 23 and it starts with uh, the steps of, of a good man or steps of a man or, or established by the Lord. And then uh, even though he, he would fall, um, the Lord upholds him by his hand. And so just kind of re- reading through that, uh, I it just got this picture in my my head of, of me walking um, in my mind with, with me walking with my kids and how you know they're gonna trip and they're gonna fall but you, you hold them by their hand and sometimes they're <laughs> they're hanging by their hand you're you know because you're up. literally upholding them by your hand and so that yeah I was just reading reading the scripture sometimes you know just I, that's one of the ways I read scriptures you kind of get pictures and images in my in my head as a kind of a visual person so yeah. I think it, it was, uh, that's the the image that I got when I was kind of reading through that that psalm it's uh, it's unfortunate that oftentimes uh, the Christian life um, is often spoke about maturing growing up becoming more mature no longer uh, drinking milk as Paul yeah. was talking about but eating meat the the bigger things in the Christian faith and yet I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice by trying to mature so quickly um, all that to say I think it's a gentle it's a great reminder that God is holding my hand and that when I stumble I'm still like a kid and he's going to hold me up yeah. at some point we try to rush to get to play I can walk on my own yeah. I can do this on my own um, I think Joseph's story would be completely different if, if he tried to do it on his own. Right. Um, and this is even more strange to even admit. I think his life was hard and it was ordered by God. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's like sometimes we feel in our culture like if life gets hard, somehow God has abandoned us in, in all of that. And when you, all you have to do is read the story of Joseph and go, no, here's, here's a man who is delighting in God, still... In relationship with him, in all of the hard things, and yet his his life was still really hard. Um, do you like preaching to a camera? That is um, that is more probably di- more difficult um, than uh, because you don't have the the live people to play off of. You know, they're not laughing at your attempts at humor. You know, <laughs> so you don't laughing know. at your attempts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, or, or, or responding, I mean, emotions either way. Like you're looking at what is really, and with a live audience, what is um, kind of what what do I now maybe hone in on that I didn't plan in my notes? Or um, so now it's 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 a little more um, nuanced, I guess. And, and you really you're you're speaking without the emotions of of the crowd. Yeah, you feel yeah. a little more reserved sometimes because yeah. if the room is filled with people you respond just differently. I remember someone once said something to me every once in a while, I would kind of just stop my foot to make an exclamation. You know what I mean? Like it's just gotta be this way or something. And someone commented on that. And I had to tell them typically if I'm stomping my foot, it's because I saw someone fall asleep. And that's a real story. I'll see someone doze off and I'll stop my foot to wake them up. That is so good. But I'll just work it into what I'm saying. So people think I'm just trying to be animated. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to wake a person up. 
Yeah, I look forward to uh, live preaching, and I know we're going to try to get back to that probably starting next month. Um, I just wondered, you know, how how you felt about all of that. So, um, I think you're doing a great job in it, yeah. and it seems like every time you do it, you seem to go to 27, 28 minutes and <laughs> stop. So you've got this internal clock that just shuts off when you're done. So that's really great. Uh, last thing. Um, if you had a prayer for the people of Renaissance for this week and all of your prep and and um, recording of the sermon, when people leave on Sunday, yeah. what what's, what's the prayer that you have for God um, for them? Um, it really is that they would see how much he delights in them and 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 then our response then to him uh laying his life down to him going to the most extreme measures uh to to get to that joy that was set before him right that that the art that delight which is us that we would then delight in him that we wouldn't see this this christian walk as 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 drudgery or as as an obligation or uh, as something that is is difficult but we would realize that this is something that we can really delight in i mean that's joy to the extreme that is extreme pleasure i think webster's put it and you know that's delight let's delight ourselves in this relationship with god yeah that's real good